0: Welcome to Notes in the Margins, a Gilmore Girls recap podcast, for now, anyway. Um, I'm Emily. I'm Erin. We are related. We <laughs> are related. We're Olander girls. <laughs> um, who live across the country, but still manage to talk about Gilmore Girls very frequently on FaceTime, and we thought we needed another outlet for our analysis, so here we are. Um we will be doing largely spoiler-free recaps. This is more of a rewatch podcast than a first-timer podcast, but we don't want to spoil any major plot points for those who are watching for the first time. But we will be operating under the assumption that anyone who's starting the show knows some context around it. For example, Rory has three main love interests. There's Team Dean, well, is there? I don't know. <laughs> Team Jess, <laughs> Team Jess, which we subscribe to, and Team Logan, things like that. We're gonna have to talk to and allude to some foreshadowing uh, as we go through, but we'll we'll keep the major major spoilers under wraps. Um, we'll also be grouping most of the season in pairs of episodes, starting with the pilot and the Lorelai's first day at Chilton that we'll have some standalone eps for uh key key episodes. So, we'll we'll see how that pans out, but for today, it's going to be the first two episodes of season 1.
1: I think I'm just going to give a little context on our the history of both of our relationships with this show. Um and I think, you know, it started with me, so I I will just go ahead and say I'm I'm 33. So, when the show initially came out, I think I was ten. No, yeah, I think I was ten years a little old young
0: to be watching. I was
1: definitely definitely a little young to be watching it live, but I I got into it while it was still on air, while it was on the WB before it eventually became the CW. And I think I think you'll probably hear us mention this a few times as we kind of go through the show that. Um, this, this deserved to be on a different network, this show. It was certainly not a fit for the WB or the CW, and it's amazing to me that it actually was able to run for seven seasons um, on a network like this, like, catered to more, you know, like, Vampire Diaries-esque uh, genre of entertainment. No, so, no
0: shade. Um,
1: yeah, and no shade to that. I, I, and, again, like, we're, we, I stand the OC, all of those. Um, but Gilmore Girls, I think, you know, it lives, it should have lived... On a different network um I think it was ahead of its time. I think it's very underloved critically I think now yeah I think it's it's interestingly it's had a moment especially since it, uh, Netflix brought back um the reboot um and I think it's i don't know it's just gonna be fun to go back down this journey with you i it's been my it's always been my favorite show. I think the writing is so intelligent I think the characters are so wonderful I think the acting is really really good um particularly Lauren Graham, who I think just like is Lorelai um, in real life. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so I wanted to give that context. I I am that person that has every single DVD of every season, all the box sets. Um, I've watched some of the um, other like, like behind the scenes clips. So we'll try to like sprinkle some of that extra knowledge in as we go along and, and kind of recap the episodes. But Emmy, why don't you? When did you start getting into it? Because I feel like you were a little bit later because you were younger than me. So tell me, yeah. how did you? How did you get into it?
0: So, for my age context, I'm 28, almost 29. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was not watching the show live, but I believe for Christmas you got the seven season box set yep. DVDs. And from there, I believe in high school, I got into it. I definitely focused on certain seasons more so than others. I ultimately watched most of the show. I'm pretty sure I never finished season seven, which feels like sacrilegious saying this is we're supposed to be starting this I actually...
1: I don't think it's sacrilegious. I feel like a lot of people didn't get through it, and if you did, I mean, it's we'll have a lot to talk about when we get to it. I I will. That is the season that I have least rewatched, so yeah. I think that'll be once we get there. It might be interesting to see how our perspectives have changed.
0: <laughs> but yeah, season seven. For those who don't know, um, the Sherman Palladinos were not like writing or even producing. I don't know what was no. going on. They weren't. Yeah, they were really not involved. present. The the plot and the dialogue reflect that, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, we'll get there when we get there, hopefully, so that's exciting. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've rewatched it a million times every fall, as most people, really all year round. It's my go-to, it's my comfort show. I typically rewatch the first three seasons. Um, I know some people really love Rory's college years. I am a purist, and I don't know there's something special about those first three seasons to me, but I was just talking to people about this the other night who prefer when she's a little older and it feels more mature and adult, which I understand but i'm I just want to escape,
1: yeah, <laughs> um yeah, there's nothing like those early stars hollow years, I agree, but i do think I do think the college years um are fun. And I think certain seasons have grown on me in particular over the years. Like I, I always enjoy rewatching season four now again. Yeah, we'll get there when we get there. I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I I think, you know, just wanted to give everybody some context as to how deeply our fandom, our fandom runs <laughs> for, for that.
0: Okay. So the pilot was written by the show's creator, Amy Sharbin-Palladino directed by Leslie Linka Glather. Um, it sounds like link ladder if you say it fast, but no relation to Richard. No relation link to Richard. Okay. Um, I actually don't know when Dan Paladino like comes into the picture, but they are sort of a husband and wife team working on the show. Yeah, I believe he probably. That... I think
1: I think he comes in pretty early. At some, I feel like I see his name pop up in credits for some of the early episodes. But continue. Um, but yeah. Yep.
0: This pilot is all Amy, um, and I guess we can just get into it, how we meet the yeah. Gilmore Girls. We start with Lorelai we'll walking with into Lorelei. Luke's, her winter-ready little fair isle beanie. Um, we have The Laws, There She Goes, which is now trending on TikTok as just like a fall sound. Although people have been overlaying it with Gossip Girl dialogue, which really bothers me because I don't think it was played in Gossip Girl anyway. You know where there. it was
1: as a, as a slight side tangent? You know where this song uh, was played? I sure Winni- do. Winning London, right? Wait. Am I getting that right? No, I'm I was
0: going to sure. say the Lindsay oh, the Parent trap. Parent
1: Trap. Oh, my God, the Parent Trap. It is so London.
0: It's when she gets to London. That's why I got
1: confused. It's mm-hmm. when she gets to London, not Winning London. We could get into Mary-Kate and Ashley another day. Winning London um, also
0: has a great soundtrack. But yes, iconic song. Iconic kind of introduction. We see Lorelai going to Luke's, where immediately introduced to her main personality trait, which is her addiction to coffee and mm-hmm. caffeine. Um, so we meet Luke, the diner owner of Stars Hollow, who will be a key figure in seasons to come. Love Luke. Uh, we also see a creepy guy hitting on Lorelai. He's passing through on his way to Hartford and she tells him, You're a regular Jack Kerouac, which really sets the stage for, for
1: all the references that are to come. Yeah. Yes. And the are... fact that he that, that guy I mean, I know that's the point of this character, right? That he's supposed to be kind of an idiot and that he just sort of stares blankly at her when she says that, but I'm like, Come on, didn't you go to high school? Like I mean, Marissa anyway.
0: Cooper read on the road, so...
1: Exactly. Seriously. Um.
0: Um, and eventually, Rory comes in, also looking for a caffeine booth, I believe. Um, and when Lorelai steps away, she sees the guy hitting on Rory. And yeah. Lorelai comes back over, she's like, the pair on this guy, and Rory's like, are you my new daddy? Which... I think it's incredible and I have been finding this thread through season 1 rewatching that. This is Rory at her funniest and they make her duller as the seasons go on and it's, it's really so frustrating. It's so true.
1: It's so true. She's she's got like a little little shots of sarcasm throughout season yeah, she's one got that got are like absolutely tr- delightful. Like she's like, a little dark
0: yeah, she's dark. Great. She has a dry, a dry wit. It's like a drier, deadpan delivery than Lorelai's. That kind of sets their their sense of humor apart. And he's like, "Wait, she's your daughter? Like, no one can yeah. believe." Which is funny rewatching, having the context of every other CW show where they cast parents who are ten years older than the kids, like in the mm-hmm. OC. And as a viewer, you just kind of see it as normal. But the point is that Rory's almost 16, Lorelai's 32. She had Rory when she was 16 years old, and they're not supposed to look like a typical mother and daughter pair. This is not a typical mother-daughter dynamic, although as just like a TV show watcher, it's not that jarring because you're used to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's
0: just a perfect little intro to a cute, special mother-daughter dynamic. and
1: yeah. I do think of a lot of TV shows that I've watched over the years, I do actually think this is a terrific pilot episode. I think sometimes it's really hard to hook people in the pilot and like give all of the context succinctly. And I think this job does a really good stage of like setting up the all of the dynamics between all of the and a lot of the important characters are introduced in this in this pilot, right? There's obviously a few that aren't. Our girl Paris comes in a little bit later. Um but yeah I actually like every time I rewatch the pilot i'm always kind of like oh wow this is this is a good t v pilot for this show,
0: especially um, for a show that's not super plot driven it's more yeah much more character driven and character driven um my other favorite pilot not to again sidetrack us is the OC pilot and I rewatch another that another phenomenal, phenomenal pilot constantly yep. yeah we see them kind of going back and forth uh Rory's in need of lip gloss. They're mm-hmm. all flavored. We are stamped in 2000 or whenever this premiered. Yeah. Um, and Rory makes a RuPaul reference. Again, we're just brimming with pop culture references. Mm-hmm. And this is going to continue throughout. Um, and Rory is missing her Macy Gray CD. And Lorelai <laughs> stole it, which I think is the cutest thing. These are music aficionados, as we'll get into. Uh, the Sherman Paladinos have phenomenal music taste. To lo- love to see a little Macy Gray, and I love,
1: out. I love how they weave it in to this show. So, it's so, it's just never too much, you know. It's just like the right amount of like subtle but like noticeable. I don't know. It's it's great. <laughs> They do a great It's job the kind of, of
0: thing where if you're not paying attention you you miss it and what certainly is what yeah. makes the show so rewatchable is it's so quick and their scripts were like forty pages an episode or whatever was twice that of a typical um script for a forty minute show. Um
1: so love rewatching and catching new
0: things, especially as I get older and start to understand the references. That is very yeah. fun.
1: Yeah, I I think about it like I think you're right as why it's so rewatchable. Like watching it in my like in middle school, like I had no idea what any of these references were. Um I just thought that we're like I don't know, they were smart and it was fun like to be part of this world, but it is it's great as you get older and yeah, you start to catch up on those a little bit more. Um
0: then we cut to the Independence Inn where Lorelai works. She is the manager of the inn. We meet some of the crazy characters she employs, including Drella, who is Alex Borstein, who apparently auditioned for Suki St. James. She did. Uh, but they shot
1: with her, actually. Oh, yeah. It was even like it was more than an audition. They like shot scenes with her that you could like you can find on like the DVD set of season one, like the behind the scenes. And it's it's really it's really interesting. Um, I mean, I think like in the end, like going with Melissa McCartney was obviously like absolutely the right choice did i say her name correctly you said
0: mccartney mccarthy
1: i said mccartney (laughs) (laughs) melissa mccarthy whoops um but yeah no it's very like interesting to think about their casting decisions um but alex borstein was a great drella i think i saw and this is getting ahead because we haven't met this character yet but i think i saw that um alex borstein used to be married to the guy who plays jackson in real
0: life oh i believe it
1: that's funny interesting Um, Anyway, she's Um, of
0: course later cast in what wound up being the Paladino's true prestige show in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, Um, I would argue Gilmore Girls is better, but that's a conversation for another time. Yeah, it's Um, probably an ongoing
1: debate we can we can have.
0: Um, (laughs) We also meet Michelle. Our Michelle, (laughs) delightfully snarky French concierge. He's rude. He's fun. He's my favorite. He's underappreciated by Lorelai throughout the seasons, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, But I just need you to say in your best for English, I am sorry, but we're completely booked.
1: Oh, this line gets me every every (laughs) single time I rewatch the pilot. Um, Okay, let's see if I can do it. I'm sorry. We are completely booked. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my best. For contact, I'll try
0: again. My sister speaks French, and I do not. I don't. So we're I don't gonna speak French. have her right. recite all of the Michelle lines.
1: All, all Michelle will be in my French accent. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's just him saying that line like over and over. When at that point in the episode where he's like, "I ask you to pick any weekend, any other weekend," <laughs> ah, good. And then like, and then again, no, nope, I am sorry, we are completely booked. Um, yeah.
0: But we see Ferrari walk in in her oversized fisherman sweater, which has become a bit of an iconic piece of costuming, and Lorelai calls it a moo-moo. <laughs> Um, because it's giant and not sexy. She also has a very cool leather backpack, which we never see again. Instead, we get that like horrible yellow, like LL Bean. No shade to LL Bean, I love you, but like whatever it is, it's not this cool. I guess.
1: I guess that yellow backpack really pops against that Chilton blue, though. It really so you know. does.
0: And also, it's practical because she, the girl, has got a lot of books.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> she <laughs> asks. Michelle to review her French assignment. She tells him, I'll tell all the ladies what a stud you are. And he says,
1: I, you need to do uh, the response. I believe, oh, sh- oh, I believe that
0: message has already Oh, I believe that
1: message has already been sent. Um, but yeah, it's very funny that his sexuality kind of comes up like right away. <laughs> and, then, and then like never again. It becomes, and then it becomes like vague, extremely vague throughout the rest of... Um, yeah, I feel like throughout the rest of the seasons. Um, granted, I haven't rewatched this in a while, but it's it's interesting. You can tell in the beginning that the Sherman Paladinos or Amy was like still deciding what she was going to do with certain characters. Like we see an evolution with Dean. We will see an evolution with Kirk, who had a different name in episode in the first couple episodes. Um, so it's very funny in like hindsight to get to like watch them and you, you kind of like see how they like end up working out. Who's going to like what role people will really end up playing. Um
0: unfortunately some of that kind of rewriting is not for the best. Um some of these characters are a little bit butchered, but we'll get there when we get there.
1: Oh I think that we I meet, think we get Lane next, we right? We meet Lane. We
0: meet Lane, who is based <sighs> on one of the show's producers, script coordinators, Helen Pye, who's best friends with Amy Sherman Paladino lane is a rock music lover just an overall music aficionado with a very strict um mother i think they're like seventh day adventists is that i think so yeah Yeah. this is kim
1: is is going to church a lot
0: (laughs) oh my god we meet suki who is played by melissa mccarthy who's this ditzy kind of genius chef where she's a total klutz and kind of they kind of make her seem a bit dim in like other facets of life, but she's this culinary genius. She's super sophisticated in that aspect, which, as we yeah. n- will come to find, the Gilmore Girls are not so much. Um, and she's just a delightful. And we get a preview of her and Lorelai's ambition to one day open their own inn. So we see what Lorelai's kind of been working towards. Um, we. <laughs> Also, find out that uh, Mrs. Kim, Lane's mother, not a huge fan of Rory, uh, strictly yeah. because she doesn't trust unmarried women, so she doesn't like Lorelai, which I find very funny because we never meet Mr. Kim until the reboot. Like yes, this is just oh, I forgot about and I- that. And I never even questioned it while watching the show. Like, I never. There was no need for a Mr. Kim. Mrs. Kim is enough parent for
1: the village. it's, It's so true. It's so true. And I'm sure that was in some way very well yeah I'm sure it was 100% intentional on Amy's part in the beginning too because this is this is a show about mother-daughter relationships I mean obviously we have the central like Lorelai and Rory but then you throw Emily in there and that's obviously like a whole other layer to the mother-daughter dynamic um we're gonna have so much fun stuff to talk about in Rory's college years I feel like with Rory and Emily specifically um but I think this was probably like Amy's intention to just like again just highlight another mother-daughter dynamic in in Lane and Mrs. Kim, and that's also a really fun one that we get to see evolve over time. But yeah, in the right in the beginning, we're just hit with like, man, Lane's life sucks. <laughs> Lane for a, for a teenager, like she's just like really going through it with having a parent that that's strict. Um, I mean, she can't she, listen to rock music. Like, she
0: can't listen <laughs> to rock music. She's getting set up on these, like, really puritanical dates with, yep. you know, potentially successful, like, Korean kids who yeah. I guess her mom F- knows future parents. Yeah, future Yeah. Future doctors. So we cut back to, I believe it's Lorelei and Suki when the Chilton acceptance letter comes.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. So there's some fancy private school that Rory's not currently attending. She's currently a student at Stars Hollow High with Lane. Um, But her mom gets her acceptance letter for this fancy private school, Chilton, which I believe to be named after Alex Chilton, um, who is a musician somewhat in obscurity, but not so much anymore. And knowing how much they know about music, I believe it. But um, he's from Big Star. They use a Big Star song in a few episodes, and I feel that further validates my point. So we're just going with it. Chilton is named after Alex Chilton. It's lore I would like to, to make canon for myself. Yeah. Um, but they're so excited. Eventually, I think Rory comes in and oh, she's like, I got in? Did you do something slutty? Which, again, Rory is funny. Because yeah. I guess Lorelai had joked with about sleeping with the headmaster, which is very funny once we meet the headmaster. It's very um, it's
1: very funny, but also like there's a part of me and me just because I'm old, but I'm like that's so inappropriate, and it's I know like, like I know they're, it's it's intended to demonstrate that this is not a normal mother daughter relationship that they are best friends, but like rewatching that, I'm just a little like you know I don't think so, I don't think so, and it's also like a weirdly like anti feminist thing for them to for the both of them to joke about.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean their feminism. Is a whole thing that I guess we should get into as the seasons progress. But like most white women, I guess it's they have a complicated approach to their feminism. Yep, fair. Um,
1: Lots lots we can talk about there. Um, So, yeah, so she's getting into this very fancy private school. and i mean this is the this is the catalyst obviously like for the rest of the show before the the reboot right this is sort of like a gonna become like a source of it sort of becomes like a source of conflict i guess or like it's it's rory getting the, the an opportunity to have what lorelei didn't which is it's so it's so funny to me like that it surprises me that Lorelai would want her daughter to go to a school like Chilton when that was like very much in this world that she is like completely, completely rejected. Um, yeah, I mean at this, and I point, know it's a means to an end in her head; it's a means to Harvard. Yeah, but it's really but interesting.
0: At this point in the episode, we still haven't met Lorelai's parents, which is essentially the life she like shielded Rory from and took her away from but in this scene she's like she's finally gonna get to go to Harvard and do all the things I didn't do and I can resent her for it and we can finally have a normal mother-daughter relationship and I'm like I don't think that's your conception of a normal mother-daughter relationship is flawed but sure um yeah but it it is kind of sweet that she's excited for the future that this opportunity could unlock for Rory and that she doesn't want to limit her the way she was limited by having a kid at 16. She doesn't want the same things for Rory exactly, even though she's kind of also run away from her own privilege, which is kind of a sticking point that will recur and be the source of a lot of conflict between the three main Gilmore women and between Lorelei and Rory and all the other people in their lives as they kind of balance their star's hollow life and their Hartford upper crust Um. So the problem is this requires a huge deposit. Rory's supposed to start school the following week and Lorelei has no means to pay for it. Eventually, as you said, it's the catalyst for her having to go to her parents and kind of reignite a relationship with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When she first goes to the house she grew up in, and Emily answers the door, Emily Gilmore, she says, "Is it Easter already?" Richard comes in, and says, "Is it Christmas already?" We get a sense can, that,
1: yeah. I was just gonna say, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I Emily's deliver of delivery of is it Easter already? Like, what's that actress's name? Kelly um, Kelly Bishop. Should, Kelly Bishop. I will remember that going forward. Kelly bishops delivery of that is like superb it's so icy and it's so it really likes it really just like sets the tone and their house almost it feels like Lorelai is like walking into a funeral home like the whole aesthetic of everything just like fe- like <laughs> it's yeah, really it's it's,
0: it's it's very icy she's very curt throughout the whole scene kind of being like oh you haven't kept us surprised when Lorelai's like, oh, you know, I'm going to business school nearby. And she's like, are you? Okay. Like, she's like, you didn't tell me, basically. But, yeah. So, yeah. Richard comes in, kind of has the same vibe. But the second Lorelai seems like she's going to ask for something, he's like, you need money. Like, that's that's why you're here. He susses it out immediately.
1: Which—that surpri- also surprises me every time I rewatch the pilot because it it— almost makes it sound like this is not the first time lorelei has come to them when she's had a financial situation right um but i think it's supposed to be i think it yeah I think it is and maybe maybe i'm just reading too much into that and it's just him kind of being like okay like my daughter is estranged what there's no other reason she would she would really be here no i thought the same thing it, like
0: kind of insinuates there's a pattern that isn't there because it's in the same scenes it's kind of contradictory I mean we'll get to it later on, but it's clear that Lorelai has not asked for a lot of help from her parents over the years. I don't I don't um, think she's
1: really asked for anything from them over the years. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It was inter- but, it's interesting that that's his like initial his reaction just like goes right there. But
0: but despite Emily's kind of curtness and iciness, she clearly sees this as an opportunity to get these girls back into her life and rekindle a relationship with her daughter and have a relationship with her granddaughter. She agrees to give Lorelei money for school so long as they come over for Friday night dinners, henceforth, um, so that she can be, you know, aware of what's going on in their lives. And especially with Rory's schooling, she takes real interest in Rory's education and her future. And we'll see that going forward. Emily and Richard are very supportive, I would say, of Rory, and it is sort of their chance for a redo, but I don't see it to be completely, like, vacant of caring about Rory as an individual. I do think they really grow to love her a ton, Um, but she is sort of a redo. Um, The same way Lorelai sees Rory having the future she never had, they see Rory having the future their daughter never had.
1: Mm Mm-hmm um but
0: Lorelai acts like this is like a death sentence to have to come over for Friday night dinners it's like the worst possible thing and I'm just like come on like she gets no like she is not moved by this the way I am moved by it like clearly this woman just wants back in your life in like some way shape or form but she just sees them as these like Evil puppeteer, like control freaks, like nothing good can come out of a relationship with them to her, and it's so it's so sad, but it's something that you know evolves over the seasons, of course, but
1: it does it does, and yet it's still one of my it's still one of my lingering questions about this show where I'm just like, Laura, what was really so bad like what was really so bad and so traumatic for you um I I get that maybe like, (laughs) I don't know, maybe Emily and Richard were a little too Republican for you growing up or like, yeah, okay, you had to go to like, be in some stuffy environments like they wanted you to be a Deb, but like (laughs) what was like really, really so, so bad? I don't know, I don't know. And I like, it's still, it's still a question I like, I still have, um, and maybe my opinion on that will like change as I like go through the rewatch again, but, I think that like Lorelai always blows out of proportion who Richard and Emily like really are and like what they were really trying to do because I don't think at the end of the day I don't think at the end of the day they were trying to control her so much as just make sure that she had. All of the opportunities that that they had, and and yes, like Emily and Richard are definitely like snobs. they I would say, I would argue, they're very classist. Like, and we'll we'll have lots of conversations. I think about class as we kind of like go through this show and money. Like, it's it's a big it's a big under underlying like part of the tension in this show. But I, I think I think at the end of the day, they were just they just wanted what was best for her. They wanted her to go to good schools. They wanted her, I don't know, just to have a good a good yeah. life.
0: Lorelei' is mm. always super cynical about their motives and but okay I sent you a TikTok a while ago I, I forget the girl's handle now I think it's like Jackie is her name we'll link it in the show notes we'll find the
1: credit yeah
0: she talks about how Richard and Emily were narcissistic parents and they only saw Lorelai as a reflection of themselves and their place in society and I I don't think that's entirely wrong. Like, I do think Lorelei has, she was not able to be an individual. She, like, was not able to be her own person, to be a child who was, like, free to express themselves and have a personality. And I think that it's a huge part of this. Oh, at the um, Friday night dinner, we find out that they wanted Lorelai to marry her baby daddy, Christopher. Who is Christopher?
1: Who is Christopher. We will Christopher. meet. We will meet Christopher later this season. But yeah, he is. He is alluded to in the pilot episode. Um, and actually, let's talk about that dinner, <laughs> that first Friday night dinner. I mean, there's there's things we could recap, like Lor- Rory learning about this dinner, right? When she's at Luke's. Oh, actually. Let's talk about that, because that, that leads to like an interesting conflict between Lorelai and Rory. So I think we should actually probably backtrack to Dean for a hot second. Ugh. Yeah, sorry
0: for the jump around, but yes. At Stars Hollow High, we meet Dean, whose name I literally can't even remember because I'm so uninvested in him. Spoiler alert. Oh, what We're is not Dean's Team Dean in this name? house. I forget. It doesn't matter. But he, from the jump, is a fucking creeper. He's, like, lurking <laughs> all of the time, which is a he thread that will continue forever. He is such a freaking creep. It's just like, oh, this girl, she reads. She's so special. Like, And he's just, like, following her around Stars Hollow High before they even have a conversation. Eventually they do. He's so hot. He's Jared Padalecki. When they finally... Him. Yeah. Yeah, Very good looking. Jared. Like, huh. when they first have their like little meat cute. We we kind of see him lurking beforehand, but when I don't know, she thinks she's carrying a bunch of shit and drops it and he helps her and um he's just like astoundingly hot in this scene and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like she's like totally in trance.
1: Oh yeah. She, oh, what does she say? She's like, God, you're like something it's just standing there, like make a noise. She does that rosemary and then he goes <laughs> yeah. Rosemary's baby. And like He's cool. Like he yeah. is initially portrayed as like, oh, he's getting the the references that she's He's from like Chicago.
0: Out. He's got a leather jacket. Yeah. He's a city guy who moved yeah. to Stars Hollow, which is another trope we will see recycled with Jess, but Dean is initially portrayed as this cool guy, um, coming to a small town. He's literate with pop culture references. He yep. he gets it. He's someone who could fit in with Rory and Lorelei Um, at the get-go obviously his character is kind of written in a different way from here on Um, but it's easy to see why Rory would be like oh shit this hot guy is cool and is into me for whatever reason even though he's a bit creepy about it what does he say I've been watching you he literally says that
1: he did yeah he literally says I've been watching you but then he goes, you know, not watching you, watching it. But I'm like, yeah, you are. But, but
0: I'm like, you yeah, are. you are. <laughs> like, or just, like, don't, like, be a little cool. But I guess if you're that gorgeous and tall, you don't have to be cool. It
1: kind of doesn't matter. And Rory obviously has no game, like, whatsoever. Like, to honestly, before Dean arrives, I don't think she's looked at a boy. I don't think she's had one sexual thought. Like, no. I don't, like, I don't Truly, think. Truly, like, asexual yeah.
0: vibes yeah. from here on out. Like, I don't, even when she has relationships and intimacies later on as she gets older i still she like really just wants to fuck her books like that's yeah yeah that's where rory's her, at that's her
1: true love yeah <laughs> that's her true
0: love which is kind of beautiful but anyway this is the impetus for some conflict in that while she was so excited to go to chilton when she got the acceptance letter and was getting her skirt hemmed she suddenly is like well shit i don't i don't want to go and so she's yeah. at the diner with lorelei and she's like you're basically just, like, uprooting me. Like, I don't want to start a new school. She doesn't really explain why, but suddenly she's not excited about going to Chilton. She's pushing back against it. And Lorelai has already begged her parents for money and is obviously fucking pissed. She's like, "Yeah." Rory doesn't know this, but she just did the worst thing in her mind that she would ever have to do to get this money to make this happen for Rory. And Rory's suddenly like, eh, never mind. And they have their first kind of what's alluded to as like one of their first tiffs, which I don't really believe that in 16 years, nothing else came up, but sure. Um, So going into Friday night dinner, they're already a bit on the outs or there's some tension between Lorelai and Rory then going into this like insane environment of their first Friday night dinner, or they have Rory has like a minimal relationship with her grandparents. It's clear she sits down on the couch next to her grandfather and Richard just silently hands her a paper, which I think they use in the title sequence. They Um, do. They do. Which is very cute once we kind of see how they bond over their intellectualism going forward. But clearly he's not like super interested in engaging with her in this episode. Richard kind of sucks in this episode, in my opinion.
1: They get to the dinner table, he He immediately brings up
0: Christopher.
1: And talking about and saying how Rory must take after him because she's like going to Chilton and you know Christopher's having some successful like internet startup out in California. This is
0: the shithead who knocked up your daughter, like, yeah, again, going who clearly isn't around
1: and isn't involved. Like,
0: I get the sense that he was more willing to go along with the parents' plans of like having them get married as teenagers and like plotting out their lives for them, he was more willing to. Would have been a more willing participant than Lorelei, so maybe they cut him some slack in that sense, but
1: I also think like Richard is just of a different generation, right, and like there's probably a lot of internalized misogyny there that he like doesn't realize, and I think you know fun to watch him evolve too over the seasons um but yeah, he is clearly just he's clearly just so angry at Lorelei too, I mean, I think it was. Her leaving is the biggest and taking Rory away is a big trauma for him and Emily, obviously. And I think, you know, they're wasps and they don't go to therapy and they don't process their feelings, so it just like comes out in a lot of passive aggression in this initial in this initial dinner. He is not a likable character in this episode at all.
0: No, um, and as he's kind of like turning the knife, Lorelai you know flies off the handle goes into the kitchen away from the dinner table and emily follows her and really it makes i think a pretty like reasonable genuine effort to assuage the situation Agreed. um and you know Lorelai's giving it back to her and eventually emily says you took that girl and completely shut us out of your life i literally like started tearing up when i was watching yeah. this before this yeah like that's such a deep deep wound and Lorelai has no empathy for like how that would have no, impacted her parents no. at all Yeah, she's incapable like, of seeing their perspective and like acts like why would they want a relationship with me or my daughter I'm not the perfect wasp protege they wanted so why would they right. want anything to do with me like of course they still care
1: yeah, it's yeah she really gives them no she gives them like no credit for that ever <laughs> Um, at all. Yeah. But
0: so this dinner doesn't really end on a high note, but I think the sort of like verbal abuse Lorelai endures makes Rory soften to her and yes. just kind of reconsider her snottiness from earlier and be game about going to Shulchan We end right where we started at Luke's, um, having coffee and When Luke comes over, he's looking very hot because he's in you know a dress shirt and like chinos or something because he was at the bank. No no blue baseball cap to be seen. And Lorelai's like, "Damn, like you look good." He's like, "Because we had,
1: yeah, we had to get some indication of like who Luke is like going to be you know right potentially as a love interest like at some point in this episode because I feel like in the be in the very first when he's seen when he's just serving the coffee it's. It's not quite as clear. They obviously he and Lorelai have a friend relationship based on like the banter, but they it's had to they had to throw something in.
0: I feel like I've seen interviews or read things about Luke not like being intended to necessarily be like a series regular, which I find interesting based on how they set up his character here. Oh and like I didn't his know that. whole environment. Yeah. I don't know if it's true, but given that Luke's is like kind of a staple setting throughout the whole show and through this episode it's literally bookending the episode uh they're giving him like his little quirks and personality traits like he's like weirdly health conscious for this like gruff diner owner and he's like red meat will kill you like complaining about their caffeine intake like just i find that to be so funny about him but yeah they're giving him some dimension and some quirks already and i just feel like that setting is so like seminal I don't know but she's like (laughs) he's like you look nice too and she's like thanks I had a flagellation to go to which is which is peak peak Lorelai funny true sad but but true um but that that kind of sums up the pilot
1: yeah do we
0: want to get into our superlatives for this specific episode I don't know if yours are going to be the same as mine But we have some categories being Best Gilmoreism, which is the best pop culture reference. There was literally a pamphlet within Aaron's box sets of Gilmoreisms that explained every reference in every episode. Very helpful for me as like a 14 year old. Um, Best Needle Drop, which there aren't a ton, but I believe each episode has like one true song use. Um, Best Townie, parentheses, (laughs) non-derogatory. just a yes, shout non-derogatory out to, non-derogatory yes. just a shout out our favorite stars hollow characters and then best gilmore girl um between the the matriarch Lorelei, and rory um yeah
1: based we on might, their behavior
0: I, in the given episode
1: yeah and i would argue that i know richard is a uh, man but gender is a construct so i think oh, yeah. times he, he, he could, could be win he could win best gilmore, gilmore girl. girl too yeah Agreed. Um, not here, though. <laughs> no. I, not this episode, certainly. I agree, the best Gilmoreism um, we have it written down as the you're gonna have to turn into friggin' flo Joe to get away from me <laughs> when Rory is, like, power-walking home after her fight with Lorelai in the diner, and, like, that whole it just, like, leads so deliciously into that whole fight scene where Lorelai just goes on her rant about, you know, if you're gonna throw your life away, like, the guy better have a motorcycle or whatever she I love Whatever that. She, That's yeah. like
0: a recurring joke for her.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And for Beth's Needle Drop, I have uh, There She Goes, as we discussed yeah. in the iconic opening, I Try by Macy Gray, a nice honorable mention, beautiful song, yeah. but... Oh, you and when they're go. turning,
1: they're both turning them on. That's, I try on the stereo in each of the rooms. They're again. boom boxes. Like the, the tech, the boom boxes. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's, it's so, so nostalgic. So um, um,
0: Beth Towney. I don't think we need that money. I put Miss Patty, who helps yeah. find her male friend a job, Yeah, um, helps get Dean a job at the supermarket. We don't get to talk I think.
1: We don't. We don't. We never know where Michelle lives, actually, and I don't think we ever find out. Um, but if we want to include him in the cast of Stars Hollow oh, you're right. characters, I think I'd, he would. He would win this episode for he's, me. Just, you're right.
0: He's a standout. Yeah. He's. Um, what does he say? People are particularly annoying today. I can't Jake. handle any more of them. Like yeah. that's me every day. I think about that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. it's such a good one.
0: Um, best Gilmore Girl. I have Emily. Um, Rory could have won if she didn't have her little, like, freak out about... I don't know, actually. I kind of get where she's coming from. Like, she's suddenly being told she's going to a new school and she just met some, like,
1: Yeah, she's man. having. she's having, like, a little bit of a teenager moment. And I think that's fair. But I, I think I also agree with Emily. Um, partially because, like, you know, in terms of the plot, like, Emily is the one now bringing everybody back together and bringing everybody yeah. to for friday night dinner so i mean she she is trying and i i do agree that like that kitchen scene like i think she is being very reasonable with lorelei the only exception to that is when she goes all i've heard you say is pie <laughs> In that But, like, not, no. Lorelai was being and, a fucking weirdo. She was. Lorelai was being weird, but I, I think, like, Emily saying that probably was, like, very triggering. I'll give Lorelai a little credit here. I feel like that was probably a little triggering for Lorelai, who definitely always felt seen, or not seen, not heard. Um, and Emily kind of being, like, I, like, you know, I don't know. But I, I think, I think in the end, like, Emily, Emily's trying to get the family back together. And I think that's a very... You know, it's it's valid. It's it's lovely. It's it's again, it's like going to it's going to drive the show now going forward. Every every Friday night dinner is going to be an adventure <laughs> from here on out.
0: Sure. So. Some more than
1: others. Some are pretty iconic. So um, we'll, we'll get to this. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, in terms of in terms of pilots of TV shows, I think this is a pretty it's really up there. Um, yeah I mean we get
0: a very clear sense of a really complicated dynamic between Lorelai and her parents we really get to understand the special relationship between Rory and Lorelai and how it's not a typical mother-daughter relationship but also just how much love Lorelai has for Rory and how much she wants for her and she's just going to continue to do the most to build a life for her daughter and as annoyed as we'll get at her for how she kind of treats her her parents. Um, a lot of times, just I feel like undeservedly, she's, she's always there for Rory and she challenged Rory when Rory was being a dumb teenager and she stepped into that mom role. She does yeah. a lot. They act like it's the sister dynamic but it really is a true mother-daughter dynamic even though you know they're bizarrely close and they're consider each other their best friends and there's less of an age gap she's really like guiding Rory through life in a beautiful way I think Lorelai is a good mom for the most part
1: I yeah. I, I agree with that. I think we'll see. There's a few moments as I've been rewatching subsequent season one episodes where I think Lorelai really like pushes Rory to be outside of her comfort zone in a good way, in a way that forces her to grow as a human being. And I think Lorelai, yeah, I, I think Lorelai is a good mom. It's it's funny. I remember having an argument with our mom about it, though, when I was watching it live. And I think our mom was not super comfortable with me watching that show because she felt like it glorified Someone getting pregnant pregnant at 16 and being able to, like, have this, like, charming life and this cute house and, like, really sort of glossing over how, like, incredibly difficult Lorelai's life had to have been for a very long time. Um, Yeah, I guess we can kind of... And it takes an exceptional, exceptional person to get to where she has gotten. Like, like truly. And I, I think, like... I think it does get a little lost in like the cuteness, the cuteness and endearment of the show sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean if this always. show
0: were, if this were reality she wouldn't have cut herself off from her parents. She would have leaned on her privilege and been fine and raised yeah. Rory and Rory would have had a good life. It is not realistic that she could have achieved all she has on her own. Again, it takes an exceptional person. We meet her when she is financially stable, has this great life, is doing well at work, although, you know, she still has goals she wants to achieve, but we don't see what we'll learn about later, the kind of early years of her having run away, taking this baby with her, getting a job as a maid, and like eventually working her way up at this inn. You know, we don't see those first 16 years of Rory's life and how difficult that was. We see them when they're in this, like, prime spot they are you know totally enmeshed in this town that loves them um yeah they have this adorable house everything's kind of going well and and to get Rory to the next place Chilton was kind of that like final piece I think in Lorelei's plan but yeah we don't see the the hard stuff we don't see the struggle
1: yeah yeah it's very I don't know. It's very interesting. And again, it's TV. I have to remind myself it's, yeah. they're not real. Um, but yeah, We're I just We're also ever...
0: meeting Rory when she's almost the age that her mom had her yes. at, which I think is very mm-hmm. deliberate. It's, and a key, like... it's
1: a key plot point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but
1: okay, I
0: guess that's it for the pilot. And we are back for the Lorelai's first day at Chilton. I love this episode very much it's a perfect it's a killer back to school september yeah. ep um and we have kind of a cold open which i'm starting to realize it's a trend but i think it's uh lorelei painting rory's toenails is that what's happening yes, yes. getting girls her paint their toes yeah, red <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, what's that Mac color? Oh, it's just called Mac. The Essie color that mom always used. That's what oh, I envision. Oh, yep.
1: That's that's what I envision as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, but Lane comes sprinting in with a new XTC CD because she's very cool. And that's basically the end of the, the first scene. She but is
1: running. She is she's running sprinting. fast <laughs> She's house. sprinting.
0: She's got a new CD. It's like Christmas for Lane. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, cut to morning of what's supposed to be Rory's first day of school at Chilton. And Lorelei has slept through her fuzzy alarm clock because it didn't purr on time. Direct quote. <laughs> Which is what she tells Luke later at the diner. Uh Lorelai's got a Paul Frank pajama top. I really got a kick out of this. Lorelai's fashion is very fascinating because a lot of times she's like embracing her inner child and it's there's Mm -hmm. some psychological shit going on there but we love a paul frank moment in the year 2000 Uh,
1: and i feel like rory just like dresses like she's in a land's end catalog always (laughs) like all
0: the (laughs) she's the frumpiest girl imaginable and which is always kind of confounding how much attention she gets despite being like obviously beautiful um because she's so, like, school marmy, But, like, yep. all these
1: boys are she's, obsessed with her. She's Mary. She's Mary. She is Mary. She is <laughs> as Mary. We're about, uh, as we learned yeah. in this episode.
0: <laughs> that was accurate. Um, but she's naturally freaking out because she's going to be labeled the late girl. Because <laughs> 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 that's what happens. Because <laughs> people will give a
1: shit. Lorelei's reaction to that was, like, this is perfect, too. Being like, oh, God, don't want to be that. <laughs> like, I do think...
0: Lorelai was a little too sassy for... She should not be oversleeping on this, like, huge day. Um, yeah. But yeah. she's really giving it back to Rory. She comes downstairs eventually in her uh, laundry day outfit of a tie-dye pink shirt, cut-off shorts, cowgirl boots, and, like, her wool coat. And Rory's like, I didn't know the rodeo was in town because at this point in the series, Rory is still funny. They head off for school. Um... They ride by Star's Hollow High. We have some like of the Sam Phillips little score yeah. happening. It's very wistful. And then they get to Chilton, and they're just like staring at this stone-cold giant building with gargoyles like, what the mm-hmm. fuck are we arriving at? Um, but they've got to meet with the headmaster. So mm-hmm. on their way there, they run into a very hot man who
1: okay i like disagree i didn't what? i don't find the ch- i don't find the chilton dad he doesn't do it for me but anyway we keep going Lorelai, Lorelai gets her flirt on um
0: yeah. one
1: one very detail, tiny detail that i like to call out during that scene is um i feel like Lorelai kind of having found herself in more of like i don't know if i want to call it like blue collar because that sounds classist of me but like in A career path that is obviously like not corporate not maybe where she would have ended up had she not had rory so young um and she says i you know she says i run the inn or she first says where she works and then she's like i run it like and i feel like that she always kind of has to like throw that in there to sort of like show that she is Even though she's working at an inn, it's like, it's, you know, she's in charge that she has like this, I don't know, kind of career going that she sort of needs to like explain to people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I find it very interesting. Um,
0: We know know. from the context we get from her parents throughout the series that, and just like obviously meeting her as a character that she's exceptionally bright, just like her daughter. And could have been in the same place as Rory academically, career wise, um, the fact that she's gotten to this point speaks to her kind of ability and capacity. Yeah. But yeah, I understand where she's coming from in certain circles, wanting to justify that. Um, she is a, a true career woman. She's yeah. building towards something. And I don't really blame her when you're in this like stuffy, yeah. upper-class environment that she she wants to set herself apart in that way and not just be like, I don't know. I'm a regular yeah. old hospitality worker. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but she's she's the woman in charge. Yeah. Um But yeah, she definitely gets a little ego boost from that. Yep, from <laughs> um, the dad interaction. Which, you clearly You
1: know what? Clearly I think she's her. a hottie. And she's you know grandma. is such a babe.
0: Um, she's such a babe. But anyway, we meet uh, headmaster Charlton. Charleston? Charleston. Charleston. Charleston <laughs>
1: yeah. Had a master Charleston with his weird accent. Like what is that it's accent? So
0: transatlantic, it... like Moira Rose vibes. Um <laughs> so I love good. it. And of course Emily And his name's is hanlon there. His yes. name's hanlon. Hanlon, hanlon. hanlon Charleston. Hanlon,
1: Charleston. God. Amy Sherman Palladino must have had so much fun like trying to oh, figure yeah. out the waspiest. Names for some of these characters, but when you when you see Emily in there, what did you think? Like, what do you think when you see Emily in there? Do you think it's invasive, or do you think it's kind of like? Yeah, nice? a
0: lot of what Emily does in this episode is like, this is all fine if you call first. Like, she does this all this shit without yeah. warning because she knows. But it's in fairness to her, it's because she knows Lorelai will reject it, and then later on, Lorelai rejects a bunch of attempts. For her to do nice things and then she winds up having to just send the dhl guys without warning because that's the only way she'll get things done so i kind of get like the chess game emily is playing but it is nice that she's there she has a relationship we find out with the headmaster and his wife which maybe kind of backfires that she shows up because after she leaves he like reams into rory like my relationship with your grandparents doesn't mean shit you're a weird, which antisocial was, girl who's not going to succeed here. The fact <laughs>
1: that he's saying his the relationship doesn't matter that was fascinating to me because I think that this is a world in which nepotism and re- these types of relationships, frankly, do matter. Um, it, at the Chiltons and the Yales of the world, that it's I just it's, like
0: all of these kids have grandparents who he knows. You know, it's like it's yeah, okay, community where it's like
1: she's not special. She's it's not, not special. special yeah um but of course uh
0: emily not emily lorelei has the insane outfit on they're like begging her to take her coat off she doesn't want yeah. to she finally does and just you can see emily's just like kelly
1: bishop's face her her eye roll is like it's it's gold it's so good it's so good um and then you know they lorelei and emily finally exit the scene and you know emily being like is your is your horse parked outside in Ugh. front of Headmaster Charleston was just like so great. Like, I was like, she could have waited to like make that comment, but I kind of thought it was like no. funny that she just did it there. Um, the and apples then we...
0: don't fall far from the tree with the wit and the, the Gilmer
1: lineage. Yeah, it's, it's so great. I, um, and then I, I think the conversation with Headmaster Charleston and Rory is fascinating because it's the first time we like really learn about Rory's ambition to be Christiane Amanpour and do the, do the, journalism thing and um yeah I think it's I think it's fun to kind of like learn about her dream and her ambition um and I also she... think there is a hilarious comment about the German club at Stars Hollow about how everybody <laughs> left after seeing Schindler's List that might be my that might we'll get to the superlatives later but that might be my pop culture reference for this episode oh my god it was so funny a good Um, one
0: again Rory's very funny still but yeah it's interesting to see that she has been kind of sheltered in this tiny town where the whole town community like envelopes her and is like obsessed with her and she just wants to get out and see the world but her mother has kind of pigeonholed her temp at least temporarily yeah I don't know
1: it's it's interesting to me I don't I get that she wants to, like, yeah, get out and, like, see the world, but Rory, uh, too, and I guess I need to, I need to take my lens of, like, I've seen the show a million times off for a second. Um, She doesn't strike me as, like, the most adventurous person. She's obviously, like, extraordinarily bright, but I wouldn't say brave or adventurous would be qualities that I'm, like, seeing in her yet. So, like, when you hear about that dream, it just is a little... I don't know and that's like echoed in a very
0: devastating moment seasons later that you know yep. no spoilers well, again, but we'll, we'll get to yeah yeah um and he's kind of right to call her out for being like a loner but he's so cruel when he's just like you may have been the smartest girl in stars hollow but you know you're not here basically yeah. and that because she's starting behind, she's probably going to fail. Like he literally says, there is a good chance you will fail. And he has so much disdain in his like delivery throughout this whole conversation. I find it super weird, especially given he has some relationship. Like even if she's not special, he's being like kind of an asshole.
1: Like that's not demoralizing. It's it's so not a pep talk. It is like the, the polar
0: opposite. It's like, like all of the things he's saying are fair and like, kind of a good warning for her but he's delivering them in the most like callous way possible and I just like don't really buy that someone who works with teenagers is like that much of a jackass but like I don't know he's horrible he's the fucking worst yeah I feel like he has moments where he's all right like later on but like not really
1: yeah oh but Lorelai definitely wouldn't have a done anything with that man to get Rory into Chilton.
0: I don't (laughs) know. But as she's kind of having this meeting and her paperwork's being tossed around the school office, um, it's intercepted by three of my favorite characters. We meet the the Chilton girls, Paris, Madeline, and Louise. Um, Paris, who is seemingly the ringleader of the bunch, And they're kind of scoping out Rory as academic competition, which I also find really interesting. Because usually, like, when a new kid starts in school, everyone's super excited. And maybe the girls would be more concerned, like, oh, are the boys going to like this girl? Like, that might be the kind of, like, bias. It's not like, oh, shit, she's going to go out for the school paper. And we're going to be competition for our, like, resumes for college. Like, that's what these girls are concerned about. And it's just, like... I don't know. We went to public high school. It was a good public high school, but it was a public high school. This is like so bizarre to me, and I feel like it's probably not even reflective of like, a s like an Andover. Like I feel like no one's. This is no one's vibe in high school. No, you're teenagers. Hundred no.
1: um, percent agree. Um, I think this is the perfect perfect intro to. Um, um, these three characters, though, it's it's just the three of the, and their dynamic, right? With Paris being this like hard oak, so wildly ambitious. Louise being kind of like the funny and sarcastic sidekick. Like she is smart and she is like and she's poking Paris so perfectly. Like she knows exactly how to get at her. And then Madeline is just like scared of the bugs and is sort of like the like dim one on the side who comes in for some great comic relief, though, in certain moments. I, I love she's all three so of pure. these women and I, I think Louise and Madeline are vastly underutilized, unfortunately. But I, I, we, I will spend time talking about them when they have their moments because I think that I think they're great. I think all there three are, of them are such great yeah. characters.
0: Um, An iconic trio that makes no sense as a trio because I don't really believe that. Why Madeline are they and friends? Would yeah, with Paris. But we'll, yeah. we'll get there as we get more exposure. Yeah. Um. But then we see Lorelai back at Luke's immediately going for her recovery jolt of caffeine she says I need coffee in an IV It's a very memeable moment um but he's like you fucking wore that like what are you wearing like giving her shit then she walks by Miss Patty Miss Patty's like you wore that like everyone in Stars Hollow cannot believe her like dukes of hazard outfit knowing that she was just dropping Roy off at chilton which i think is funny it shows how invested they all are in the two of them that they like yeah. know what's going on in their lives um but they're also like they know that's not what you should fucking wear <laughs> like, yeah yeah they might be like her stars hollow folks but yeah they know better um and i just love anyone giving lorelei shit ever um But she gets home and Emily's already calling, like asking what she can buy from the school catalog, get like multiple uniform pieces. And she's like, no, which I think is so stupid. Like this is a moment where you can just have an easy W and accept what Emily's trying to provide. And it's like, everyone wins. Like Rory, yeah, she can be decked out in the school gear, fit in with kids. Like these are things she needs to fit in essentially in this new environment. And Lorelai's automatically rejecting anything else that anything supplementary besides the tuition money basically. And we just see her kind of immaturity in her approach to her parents here and it's it makes me kind of sad.
1: Yeah. I I sort of I think with the clothes I sort of understand where Lorelai's coming from like a little bit. Like this was a bit this is a hard pill for her to swallow to not be able to provide the tuition money. It's you know the the merchandise as she sarcastically says to Emily it's is something that she probably can afford to provide and it would probably just feel like a win for her to be able to do that but i i agree i think Emily's just being generous right and i think she again is like all of this is coming from a place of like i want my granddaughter to have a great experience at the school and i want her to be successful and i think Lorelai just sees it as um Emily trying to control and and to be invasive and i think she takes it I agree. She takes it too hard, and like again, it could have been an easy, an easy win. I do think Emily, the, of the three things, I think she could accept Emily buying the clothes. She should accept the DSL, but we get a beautiful rant about that uh, at the end of the episode. The car was too much. I think that was like Emily being that. It was like a parking spot, right? It wasn't. It was a parking spot, like yeah, alluding that she was going to buy her car. That was. I was like, okay, like we Emily, like you have to calm down, like. But, anyway. Yes, but...
0: But, this girl is taking a public bus 40 mi- minutes, like, to school each day? Fucking take the car. I'm sorry. Like, I know it's all happening at once, and it's probably really overwhelming. But, like, yeah. again, if you want to make Rory's life easier, she's already, like, in a way more competitive school. It's going to require way more time of hers academically to just, like, do the work in her spare time. Like... Make her life easier. I don't know. Yeah,
1: like nothing. And also, Rory's clearly not the type of kid. She's not spoiled. I don't think she would like take the car for granted. I don't think she'd like drive. Like she would just use it first. Car like a Prius. Like yeah. Yeah. She's. Yeah. It's. If you're gonna I think Lorelai is obviously like very protective of the way that she's like raised Rory and very proud of like the way she's like turned out as a young woman and part of me I guess I kinda see where you're coming from because part of me is like, Oh yeah, you could probably trust her to like accept gifts like these that just make her life a little easier and more convenient, um, and not like assume it might turn her into a spoiled wasp.
0: (laughs) And we also Um, see as the show goes on how like having this like lack of a middle ground and how Lorelai approaches their privilege when Rory is fully like exposed and diving in, it kind of fucks her up. Like she can't handle it. And like, I just think there's, there's some way to like ease her in. That's not happening, but this is all too much at once in fairness to Lorelai. Um, but back at school, we meet Tristan, played by the man of the hour, Chad Michael Murray. The man, um, the man of the CW. The man, the, yeah. <laughs> dude, the Brooke Zalo, shout out wherever you are, but a girl in fifth grade with me had an Abercrombie shirt that said, Chad Michael, marry me. And she wore it often. I think about it often. Um, he was He was truly the moment.
1: Yeah, he really was the moment. He's very much like if you liked blondes, that was your, that was your crush. That was your celebrity crush. And um, I
0: love Tristan. He's such a shithead, but I find their dynamic to be fun. Um, but...
1: I agree. I fun character. I can't wait for you know we've, we'll get more of him obviously this season. Um, I have to say though. His intro doesn't age well. He is like sta he's like cornering her up, almost cornering her basically in the hallway. Like he's a little too, he's a little too like getting up it's in her gross. personal space and it's he thinks gross. It's, he thinks it's flirty and he thinks it's harmless flirtation, but, it but it's condescending really... flirtation. It's yeah. like
0: I'm flirting with you but I'm also fucking with you because I know it's freaking you out. Like I definitely yeah. had that as like a smart nerdy girl in high school where I couldn't tell if guys were flirting with me to make fun of me or genuinely flirting with me, and usually yeah. it's a combination of the two, and it's very uncomfortable and i yeah but she's pretty sassy back at him throughout his tenure on the show, which I enjoy um but yeah it's it's kind of gross, but it
1: wasn't great it doesn't age well, and I was just like ooh he's like being he's like a little. He's getting into her personal space a little bit. But yeah, so we meet Tristan. So she's got like she's got a whole cast of characters that she's having to deal with on her yeah. first day.
0: She actually meets Paris. Paris confronts her, introduces yeah. herself. To Paris. Like, I know who you are. Paris is the epitome of like no chill. She's an absolutely insane person. And yeah. to just go up to a girl, <laughs> what does Rory say? She's like. I'm just trying to find my locker. Like what are you talking I about don't, the school Oh paper yeah, she's for? like,
1: Are you going out for the Franklin? The Franklin. Like really <laughs> intensely. And Mori's like, I need to find my locker first. Like, I don't know. And like Oh my god, yeah, Paris goes on goes on this rant, is basically like, You'll never beat me, you'll never catch up and you know, it's it's just a reiteration of basically what Headmaster Charleston says to her like an hour earlier, and so I'm like, Man, this kid is really getting hit with it on yeah, her first day.
0: It's an important um, moment, seeding the like dynamic they will have for seasons to come, where they're always kind of in competition, at least in parallel, if not like in direct competition to each other, um, yeah. throughout their academic careers. And you know, we'll see the relationship evolve. and Paris is probably my favorite character in the entire show, but it is true that you know they have the same. Wants and ambitions for their their schooling and their careers, and it can't always be both of them.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I also love when Paris finally walks away, and Rory just again wins this episode. It's so funny. He just goes, so I guess you're not gonna let me borrow your notes, huh? <laughs> just like deadpans, and it's like says it to herself, um, and it's just such a, it's just such a good way to like end that first interaction. Oh. Alexis
0: Padilla is so good in this season. She's her like dry, deli- I just love it. <laughs> but we meet Jackson, who will be a character yeah. who's remains throughout the seasons. He's initially Suki's produce guy. He's very fed up with her. She's very picky and choosy about her peaches, her fruit. But you know what? She's a professional, and I don't yeah. blame her. She's like a that's Michelin why she's level the best. Chef. Yeah. yeah. Um, but their dynamic is very funny. Um, Lorelai comes in in her very cute outfit that she was supposed to be wearing when she yeah. dropped Rory off. Um,
1: the Chilton dad rears, Chilton comes dad. back. Yeah. Um, he and does. Eva, like, officially, like, asks her out. And I think, you know, I think, again, her ego is just, like, riding high after this interaction. I'm glad Lorelai got a win after the morning that she had. Yeah, she needed it. Um but yeah, she, I think, smartly um, and politely declines. And it's going to come up again. It comes up again in a conversation with Luke later on in the episode. But I think that was a mature decision on her part, which we will see soon, actually. It's, it's funny, because we'll meet Max Medina soon, and yeah, shit, this, shit's going to get messy.
0: But This would have been much more benign. I would, I would say, yeah. a Chilton dad yeah. versus. Sorry, spoiler, but it's coming up right away. A Chilton teacher, yeah. like I would pick a, a parent over a, the guy who's literally teaching yeah. my kid every day. But
1: he's so not Lorelei's type, though. You can just so tell that she's not like this too, man. Yeah, this man yeah, is slick. like this. This man came from the world of Emily and Richard Gilmore, and she's like, uh, yeah, like I don't think it's, I don't think it's for her. Lorelai, uh, again, like we'll learn more. She needs like. I don't know what she needs. He wasn't interesting enough. He wasn't no. interesting enough. Ugh. And when
0: she's talking to Luke about it later, you can tell she's kind of sussing out his reaction. Yeah. Like, you feel like she's telling him with some motive um, yeah. that, you know, she was asked out by a Chilton dad. She said no. He's like, good. <laughs> and you can just... It's so obvious that he has the biggest crush on her ever. Yeah. that's it's very endearing um, and very fun to watch in the early... Early episodes, yeah. Is this when Lorelai then goes home and finds oh. a DHL truck?
1: Before before we get to that, though, we go back to Chilton one last time for Rory uh, wrecking Paris's project accidentally. <laughs> also, what was that project? Who? A mo. Like, it was it was a piece of art like that. Yeah. that thing was like. I was like, no one, is it a diorama? Like, no one's building things like that in high school. Like, no. there were, but... like, bricks. Like, individual little bricks on that, whatever that was. And so Rory, like, of course, her locker, we're back to the locker. She finds it, it gets stuck, and she ends up knocking over Paris's, like, elaborate, what do you even call this thing? Elaborate art. This is clearly for a history class. It's um, like a model for,
0: I don't know. but It
1: was, it was a mo- but literally there was, like, there's running water in it somehow and so it crashes on the floor it's destroyed obviously Paris is like incensed but like they go back into they go into class together to to Miss Ness who also what a great moment um when she's like again a weird transatlantic thing going on with this teacher as well and she's like you're Rory and Lorelai Gilmore (laughs) like When Rory's, like, standing and, like, trying to explain who she is, but also apologize for, you know, wrecking Paris's project and trying to support Paris and take some of the heat. And Paris is just, like, not here for it. And this girl is going to be up all night rebuilding that moat.
0: But, like, Like, they could have shown the debris of the project and just been like, look, like, look what literally just happened. Yeah. I I don't think they were that smart in their solution but alas that just like adds to Paris's fury and angst so that's that's gonna be fun for Rory yeah um, I do
1: love I do love the moment where like a few minutes later on in that class Rory like beats her to like answering a couple questions to kind of just be like all right you know what like you're not gonna take my help but like game on girl like I yeah that was good I was like oh that was some gumption from Rory that I I like to see it was it was she wasn't defeated, totally. And it <laughs> shows a bad that first she day.
0: like does have the capacity to succeed at the school despite everything everyone has told her today.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. But then, then we go back to <laughs> Stars Hollow. There's a lot. There's a lot of back and forth in this episode. But um, Lorelai's called back to her house, and we get the beautiful intro to their quirky neighbors, Bebette and Maury. Um, who are like, you know, you got these guys like running around your house, like you might want to come home and check it out. And it turns out it is a um, another order from Emily Gilmore to install a DSL. um, Is it DHL? DSL? DSL. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Again, the the technology. (laughs) They're getting Um, better internet.
0: (laughs) They're getting better internet. Again, which Rory needs for her schooling. But to just not give any heads up is insane or ask permission is insane. Um, but was it the DSL installers who kicked the gnome on Babette's yes. lawn? And okay. she says, "Gnome kicking says a lot about a man's character." Such and it's not the line. last time someone will commit crimes against Babette. The gnome gnomes.
1: against the against the gnomes. Yeah, um, that is some foreshadowing. Um, but we meet but Kirk
0: or Mick. Who's Mick? <laughs>
1: Again, them, like, not knowing exactly what they're doing with people in these this first Sean few episodes. Guns. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, he was likely just supposed to be an extra and they had to keep him. But he is basically the odd job man of Stars Hollow. He is fan fave, or at least a fave of mine. Um, fave of
1: mine, too. He will be renamed Kirk in, like, a coming episode. And... Yeah, he, uh, anyway, he's the DSL guy, so not too much exposure to him yet, because, yeah, he was clearly supposed to be an extra, but, like, funny, a funny intro, nonetheless, and can't wait to actually meet Kirk soon. Um, But Lorelai is absolutely livid at
0: what's happening. She go- goes to confront Emily at the salon when she's, like, oh, in the bowl we... getting her hair done
1: before we oh. even get to that I love when Beba and Morry are like what's going what's wrong is everything okay and like Lorelai's like rushing to go out to her car to confront Emily and she just goes oh nothing Shakespeare couldn't turn into a really good play and like slams <laughs> her door shut and I'm just like she's really I don't know Lauren Graham is is this is an excellent episode for her she's got a lot of good lines I think um, and the best one I think comes uh, at this confrontation with Emily at the hair salon Poor Emily.
0: i know but she she was overstepping probably because of the like couple of times that she'd called previously and and lorelei said no to what she was offering but you can't just send like internet guys to a house without warning so lorelei's telling her off She's like, we like our internet a little slow. We like to do a dance, make a sandwich. And then this is my best eelmoreism of the episode, but she says, it would be all work and no play. Haven't you seen The Shining, Mom? Um,
1: it was. It's so good. That's definitely, <laughs> that wins. That's definitely the best one.
0: So Emily's just kind of like exasperated and distraught, but they kind of leave it there she's like do they validate parking here it's like very
1: yeah. tense
0: ending to this conversation but i
1: feel i felt i feel bad for emily every time i watch that scene like i do agree that she's been extremely like invasive in that episode and i I see where lorelei's like frustration is coming through but to be like publicly
0: humiliated Humiliated
1: at a place you definitely regularly go we know emily is getting her lovely hair colored like probably every two weeks like that's like to have that publicly happen and to also and again just like another rejection from lorelei like again it's like i will i will accept your help but only to like a certain degree because i don't it's just it's it's just so heartbreaking because it's just like there's no there's no trust from lorelei that emily's motives are good in any way Um, And I think you just, I I always feel very bad for Emily at the end of that argument, even though I think Lorelei's coming from a place of fairness to some degree. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think we
0: end the episode with Rory and Lorelai recapping their days. They walk around stars hollow, eat some pizza and Lorelai asks Rory what she thinks about Luke. Like, Potentially romantically it seems mm-hmm.
1: and Rory
0: is like you can't date Luke because we'll never be able to eat there if you break up date Al from Al's Pancake World which will be the butt of a joke Al's Pancake World for the rest of the series but they serve everything under the sun not just pancakes yep. um, and that's kind of it not much else happens this episode but just getting to see Rory kind of start this new chapter in her life um, and introduce some key characters, which is really exciting.
1: Yeah, we get um, I would like to have a moment for the Chilton fashion in this episode. Like, And again, (sighs) as you mentioned, we are both the product of public schools, so didn't have to ever wear uniforms. But I cannot imagine public or kids going to private high schools That have uniforms are wearing so many layers. So many accessories. Uh, Right? There's like the little tie. I mean, they and then we've got like the saddle shoes and the knee socks. And I'm like, are they all really this like coordinated? And is everything really like ironed and pressed this much? (laughs) Like, it is, it's a it is a uniform with a capital W, the Chilton uniform. Um, you mean a like capital U? Sorry, U. Sorry. Well, oh, please edit that. I'm tired. I'm a little hungover. It's a uniform. I can spell. Um, yeah, it is a uniform. Um, and I just think it's—I don't know—I just think it's really goofy. Um, and we also, uh, as you mentioned, this—the yellow backpack is—is is here and it's here to stay. Unfortunately, we lost—we lost the leather backpack from the first episode. For Rory, so I don't know.
0: Well, I think we already covered our best gilmoreism for our superlatives. Yeah. Um for me the best needle drop would be the, the yeah. opening track. There isn't really anything else except like one of the Sam Phillips songs, I think. But X D C is a very cool band to be featured on a show like this and Lane is the coolest person ever and justice for lane but we'll get there when we get there um i think that, that and just by association Maury are the best townies of this episode the gnome kicking line is delightful they have their cat yeah. cinnamon i'm pretty sure with mm-hmm. them um and they're just such lovely next-door neighbors to have they're looking out for the girls making sure they're not having weird intruders they're yeah. so
1: sweet they don't seem to have kids. They're just like a lovely. Couple. Who are who are Bebe? Like uh, yeah, I think they're. I think they're. We'll learn. I think their pets are their kids. Um, oh yeah, so, yeah 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 yeah. Um, I would love to know more of their origin story as a couple. Like who are they? Where did they come from? Like don't you think like Maury had like an alternative life as like a jazz I think piano yes. player in New York? I, like I, I feel yes. like they spent time in New York. Before he they somehow... definitely,
0: like, was probably a professional musician. It's never explicitly said, but they dress him as one. They have him at yeah. the piano a lot. Um, he's just, like, a super cool laid-back guy. And Babette is this, yeah. like, neurotic, fast-talking, nutty lady like, who's so do you lovely. Think,
1: do you think Babette, like, what was... Like, she had to have a job at some point in her life, right? And I like oh, to God. sort of, like, think of these alternative... <laughs> and in my head... If her and Maury say they like met in New York and like he's a working musician, in my head, she's like Joey's agent. On friends oh my god stop for a time not like totally the same there's like there's differences but I'm like couldn't you see I'm like I feel like they're both in this like sort of already arty world in New York at some point in like a
0: thousand percent
1: the 70s or something yeah. I don't know and like that's where they meet and then they decide they're like tired of city life after a while and they go find this like quiet cute little town in Connecticut and yeah fit, they're fit very
0: right like cool eccentrics. They're... very cool yeah, like not everyone in Stars Hollow is cool. I believe that they are genuinely cool. Although yeah. I would say Miss Patty's also cool, but Super we do know cool. she had like a, a career in theater, or Show yeah. showbiz. Yeah, but I feel maybe.
1: like I feel like Babette and Maury were also like right there with her. Um, yeah,
0: same vibe. Yeah. yeah, that's why Patty and Babette are buds. And then I think Rory was the best Gilmore girl, hands um, down,
1: hands down.
0: Just she was funny she was just trying to get through the fucking day like no notes she was doing her best she was very funny and reacting to all the chaos around her um even when Hanlon is like being an absolute jerk to her and they had previously noted that the lobster puffs her grandparents serve are delicious and he's just like going on this tirade and he's she's like But, like, you like the lobster puffs, huh? So good. Just trying to lighten the mood. And I think I would have been, like, way too, like, shocked to do so. I mean, it's TV, but the Gilmore Girls always get the last word. They're just witty as can be. They are. We love
1: them so. I think I think that's it for this one. I think it's the perfect like it is the perfect side B to the pilot episode. These two like really complement each other, and it like really rounds out like it rounds out the central conflicts that I think are to come for particular. I mean, the rest of the series, but um, we get we get the rest of our characters. We get we get Paris. I think like this is where and we get Babat and Maury, and I, I like we will eventually get Kirk, but I think like. We've sort of got like the, we've got everybody sort of rounded out now in terms of like, who's going to be important. Um, And it's, it's fun. Um, It's very fun. And it just like, iconic, iconic Lorelai Gilmore episode with that Dukes of Hazzard outfit. she,
0: She was on fire. I like, my question is like, why is that like, okay. If all you have for a top and bottoms are the tie-dye t-shirt and the cut-off denim shorts, you have other shoes that aren't <laughs> at the laundromat. You don't have to complete you it have to make cowboy it worse. boots. Like, she put on that pink tie-dye shirt and she was like, you know what? We're serving looks today. Like, she, like, completed the look. And I'm like, what? like just, like, logically for the purpose of what was to come with this day why like I respect it from like a committing to the like scope of your outfit and just leaning into it like if you weren't going to Chilton I'm so confused by that yeah but it's TV I guess yeah Yeah.
1: it's so good um what's the next episode? so coming up in the queue i think kill me now is the next one right and then and then the deer hunters which i think and the deer hunters i think we'll do those two together um in our next episode because i think those two fit nicely together as well and there's there are some top rory moments coming um i think in episode four she really shines (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. This is simply her best season, I think. Yep. But yep. we it's all we downhill can decide as we go along. <laughs> oh,
1: poor Rory.
0: We're so mean to her.
1: I know. I'm I'm very much looking forward to continuing to watch the rest of this season, but I, I agree with you. I think seasons one through three are my most watched, and I'm very excited to like watch some of the later seasons with – at the Fresh place eyes. I'm at now in life, and with like maybe a little bit of a different perspective. Um, that's also what I think is like the beauty of the show, and like why we're so excited to do this is my perspective changes each time I, I watch it at a different point in my life. I remember when I was like 10, I, or in, in middle school watching this and early high school, I hated Emily Gilmore. I was Team Lorelei always very strongly. Um, and with age and wisdom, I see how much more nuanced it all is and I'm a big fan of Emily Gilmore, but they're as we learn, like nobody nobody's perfect. They're all gonna have their moments. Um but I yeah, sure it's will. fun.
0: Yeah. Well, looking forward to discussing the next two, um, if anyone has listened to this <laughs> um, you can contact us if you feel the urge at notes in the margins pod at gmail.com we'll put it in the show notes we'll also link to any of the relevant like tiktok content we called out um but yeah we're really excited to keep going on this journey and hope that your fall rewatches are are going strong till next time i don't really have much else of a sign off but Bye.
1: Bye.